It is Locked On Jazz for the 7th of December. So how do we try to understand how great Rudy Gobert is defensively? And then, oh, by the way, for those that say our offense would get better if we traded Rudy Gobert for another center, like how? We're talking about it all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! That didn't pow. Pow. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thanks so very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of every single day. It is much appreciated. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's show is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need or can even negotiate better deals for you on those you want to keep. It's all at Truebill. Good morning to Tyler, to TJ, and to Bobby, and to Derek, and to Leslie, and Lacey, and Jeremy uh, for the morning entry into the chat room. Glad to have you. Thanks for the early audience here on the program today. Uh, so I was trying to figure out, Rudy Gobert was, we, Ron and I rewatched the game the other night. Rudy was just unbelievable. I mean, there are just plays uh, that I'll, I'll try to pull some on Twitter. It's actually illegal for me to do them on YouTube, even though everybody does, but I, I can't really do things that are illegal. Um, and it's really, I mean, there's a play we've just gotten used to where Rudy, uh, Darius Garland comes in. Comes off a pick. Donovan just leaves the play. Like Donovan's gone. He's he's rotated off to something else. I think he. I don't know. He thought he was supposed to get back to the corner. Or, I don't know. Or he just thought he challenged Rudy. And so Garland comes around the pick. Royce has got his man over here. He's kind of involved, but not really. Jared Allen's at the rim. Rudy's now really just defending the two guys in the lane. Donovan is kind of left to go somewhere else to the wing to the corner. And Rudy's jabbing at. Garland in a manner that kind of has Garland uncomfortable while staying back so that he can't throw the lob to Allen jabbing at him at 7-2 with like this incredible length and balance and then Garland floats up a shot that Rudy then goes up high enough to contest and then Rudy comes back and grabs the rebound away from Allen it's just remarkable I mean, just quite simply, nobody in the history of the game, I think, has ever been able to do that. Maybe Olajuwon. Olajuwon might be the only one. I'm going to call Matt Buller today and ask. Um, Otherwise, you know, I didn't see Russell. Dikembe couldn't do that. Ben Wallace, maybe, but he wasn't as big. And so, I mean, we're really watching one of the great defensive players in the world. Then there was the piece that we saw that, that was floating on the Internet that hopefully you saw in which, you know, he has seven different actions in one play. So trying to equate what Rudy does defensively every night is 
is really almost impossible. One of the ways I've always looked at it is, and and this is why, and I, I'm just going to take you on kind of a statistical, this will be exciting, a statistical journey. Like there's people, Rob Lee and Carolyn, I think it's Gelch, are going to the Antarctica for a journey today. They five follow them on Instagram. I don't know them. But I know uh, Billy, the brother, so that's why I follow them. But anyway, that was side note, weird. Um, so I, I have, you know, I've tried to figure out how to like talk about Rudy defensively. So let's try here for a second. Now I haven't done everyone in the league, but here's the first one I always look at that I think is most important. We are fifth best team in the league at denying shots to the rim. And we're the fourth best team at denying threes. Okay. We're the only team in the NBA that's in the top 10 in both those other than why? No, Washington's getting close with Daniel Gafford. Washington's now ninth in the rim. And number one at threes. We're the only one in the top five. Phoenix is the fourth best team denying shots at the rim and ninth best team at denying threes. But most teams that deny shots at the rim, Golden State, Boston, New Orleans, Miami, Orlando, Oklahoma City, top 10 te- are bottom 10 teams at allowing threes. You either choose one or the other. The only team in the top five denying the rim and denying threes is the Jazz. That's because of Rudy. Like, there's no other explanation. It's because of Rudy. Phoenix, it's a little bit because of Aiton. And Washington, it's that Daniel Gafford's much better than anyone understands, and they're super long. They'll be a big challenge. So, in just the simplest form, we allow 51.5. The shots allowed by the Jazz, on average, have a 51.5 effective field goal percentage, and the league average is 52.7, and that's a little bit due to Rudy. And so, we're, on average, 1.2 percentage points on every shot that's taken all night long, which is worth, you know, obviously two times that. So this is just the simplest way to look at it is, and there's 85 shots a night. So, you know, that's two points right there. Just shot location alone is two points. The Jazz are at a two-point advantage every single time they take the floor because of shot location. All right, well, we won by one last night. We won by a few the night before. Like, that that actually matters. Two points. A point is usually, I think it's 2.7 wins. Cool mug, huh? Side note for YouTube listeners. A little locked-on mug. Yeah, pretty sweet. Um, so that's two. Now let's look at Rudy's. This is pretty exciting stuff here. It's three degrees in Minneapolis outside and snowing. Like, you know me to do? Jumping jacks? Uh, the, this is, this is, um, I'm going to get geeky here. You, you wouldn't expect anything less. So Rudy defends eight shots inside six feet a night. Teams shoot 44% on those shots. The league average is 64%. That's insane. Or that's bonkers. No, wait, that's not all right either. That's nuts. No, that's not good. All right, I'm not making fun. I literally think there's a legitimate discussion to this and of change of language. Um, I'm just not doing it very well. So that's flabbergasting. Um, so he's point two shot point percentage points better than league average. So per shot, it's point four. So it's eight shots a game. That there's so now we kind of try to get into defensive points gained here. So that's 2.8 points a game 
The inside six feet, Rudy's better than league average. 2.8 points a game better than league average. There are four three-pointers a night that Rudy defends. Players shoot 29% if Rudy's defending the three-point shot. And 35% is the league average. So he's .06 points times three, .18 times four, right, four shots. So he saves .72 points a night on three-point shots. This is really deep into the numbers without graphics. Be really good if I had a YouTube producer that, like, threw these graphics up for you. He has... It could have been me just entering it into the captions very easily. So not that I need someone else to do it. I'm just being just didn't didn't do it. Point uh, eight shots. I have a lot of Jim Gaffigan going on today of like the inner voice talking to you while the regular voice is talking to me. Like I kind of have a feeling there's going to be a knock on the door in a minute and they're going to be like coming to me and saying, excuse me, sir, we need you to come with us um, on two point shots. So not not inside six feet. Not three-point shots. There's eight mid-range shots a night that he defends. Um, he's about uh, on the league. He's a he's the team shoot thirty-three point five percent on a regular two when Rudy's the defender. League average is forty-one percent, so he's point five five points better. That's worth two points. So point one one times. Eight shots is .88. And so, Rudy, by the end of the night, I had that as actually, I have it down as eight shots, but I'm thinking eight shots at the rim, four shots, that's 12. Might be too many. So, that's six shots. We'll call it six shots. So, by the end of the night, Rudy's points gained on the defensive end is 4.2. Now, our offensive point gain model, which does basically the exact same thing and looks at players based on their use of possessions when defending the ball, excuse me, when shooting the ball, Kevin Durant is number one in the NBA at 4.0. And Rudy Gobert... He's number one in the league defensively at 4.2. So, this is a pretty interesting way to look at Rudy. And I and I don't think it's actually even, and I think it's probably the right way, right? Like, at some point, we're talking about Steph at 4.0, but we would say the same thing about Steph and Durant. Like, their gravity and their impact is so significant that they impact everyone else on the floor as well. And Rudy, to some extent, does that also. Now, the one difference that we openly have to admit is when you take Rudy out of the play defensively, you can still attack us. To take Steph or Durant out of the play offensively, you have to put your team at such a dramatic disadvantage, basically by double-teaming, that other players are able to play at a higher level. Whereas on our case, when you take Rudy out of the play defensively, 
you're not actually putting yourself at a disadvantage. That's probably the big difference. But just trying to equate Rudy Gobert defensively is probably what we knew, and I just proved it, that he is Steph Curry and he is Kevin Durant defensively. Now, someone's listening to this and saying, well, we still need to trade him because we're not good enough offensively in the playoffs. Let's talk about that in a second. Let's talk about that in a second. I have a different opinion on that. So let's discuss it. Today's show is brought to you by my good friends over at Murdoch Hyundai. The Hyundai lineup of cars. I want to tell the backstory because we have some new listeners. The team's on fire. So uh, many years ago, I was uh, working with the marketing group in town and they had the Hyundai account and they said, Hey, do you mind coming to meet with the Murdoch family? Learn about Hyundai. And uh, we, we want you to be interested in endorsing their product. And I mean, I was kind of interested, but I'll be totally honest. I was like, I don't really know anything about Hyundai and how do you pronounce it? So I sat down at a table with all the Murdochs and, the first thing that jumped out to me is I was really actually impressed by the Murdoch family. They, the the pride they had in what they did as a car dealer, the 80 years in Salt Lake City of what they were doing um, at the time. I think it's more now, obviously. Well, by definition. I was impressed. I got to know Blake uh, and Ben pretty well and Tyson and then uh, really become friends with Blake since. And then I started driving the Hyundai. So I was like, all right, well, I'll try the cars. Well, since then, I've bought two Santa Fe's for my family. And I just cannot figure out why, unless you need a brand that makes you feel very happy, you would spend all the money on something more than a Hyundai. Their price point is amazing. It's right perfectly in the middle. The, and the value you get is incredible. And all of the bells and all the whistles at an amazing price point. I'm driving the Sonata right now. No one else is because I have the car keys with me on the road. And it's blocking everything in my house for everyone in my house to deal with because I left with the car keys and left the Sonata right in the driveway. That was a big mistake. Um, yeah, they're not so happy about that. Uh, and it's just, they're great. So if you want to head over to Murdoch Hyundai, whether it's the Palisade, the Kona, the Tucson, and the SUV lineup, the Sonata, and Hyundai, email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. We'll set you up with a VIP meeting over at Murdoch Hyundai in Logan, in Linden, as well uh, as for you in uh, Logan, Linden, and 4646 South State Street. Today's show, as I mentioned, is brought to you by Truebill. Did you know that why free trials are new without your consent? It's a business scam to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify. Stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscribers hard to cancel. Subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it simply easy. Just link your accounts. Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap, and your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. I got to be just totally honest today. I feel so exposed right now. I don't know why you do this show. And you kind of put yourself out as a public face. And I got it. It's what I do for a living. I don't have a problem 
with it. I've gotten used to it. Well, I do have a huge problem with it, but I've gotten used to it. And I just totally feel like today as though um, the as though I've just like revealed like all of myself, like I misused words earlier in regards to mental health and then couldn't come up with the correct one. And I just told the story that I so I get to my plane. I'm on the plane and my wife calls and says, hey, by the way, where are the car keys? Because I had taken my son's Santa Fe, who's in college, so it's just sitting in the garage right now, because I didn't know if it was going to be snowing when we get home. Like, when you're gone on a seven, eight-day trip, and you're driving at 2 o'clock in the morning, I want to take a car with four-wheel drive. Seems reasonable. Well, the night before, I had we'd had a game, and I put my car keys to the Sonata in my backpack, and then had them in my backpack, and then drove home and um so my wife's called and said where are the car keys and i was like and they're in with me well that's cool and all except for the fact that i parked the sonata right in the middle of the driveway so that i could get the santa fe out the next morning from where it was in the garage because it's not being used so, like, to get a car out of the garage right now, my wife has to back my daughter's car out and then back her car out on an angle and then put my daughter's back and then drag up. And then there's just a bunch of other things. And I should have FedExed the keys home, and I didn't. I'm just an idiot. So, anyway, I'm feeling very exposed today. I guess we all have a little close. We're all friends at this point. You guys you guys will support me. Um we can all share the stupidest things we've ever done. Um, anyway, all right. So this is just a discussion. And we, you know, hey, we sit around and debate these things all the time. So the the best center in the NBA is Nikola Jokic, right? He was the MVP. He's the best center in the NBA. I think we he's better defensively than people can credit. We, we agree. The second best center in the league is probably Joel Embiid, right? Like, okay. Like, I'm kind of... I'm kind of with that concept. He's just overly dominant. He was what he did last night was absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, he he's really he's really pretty incredible. Okay, so I, I'm generally with everyone on that. Now, some people will take Bam out of Bayou. Um, all right, I like Bam out of Bayou, but the premise. On all of these discussions, is that the reason you would do this is because Rudy's not good enough offensively. We just showed that Rudy is defensively Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Like, I think we just proved it, like, fairly well. And the concept is that you would take one of these guys because Rudy's not good enough offensively. And we, I think all of us kind of get hit with that argument. And you're like, yeah, I get it. So we're the number one offense in the NBA. By a decent amount. Like, what are we going to use? I like cleaning the glass. Takes out blowout time. I think it's the best, best metric out there. So let's look at cleaning the glass right now. We're not the best offense in the NBA by a little. Atlanta had a good night last night against Minnesota. They've reduced it a little bit. So we're now 4.1 points better than anyone else in the league, and we're 9.1 better than league average. This is like just not happened before, right? Like, 
you know, you go back to 14-15, I think it is, when the Warriors were unbelievable and won 70-some-odd games as the last time you can find. The Warriors that year were 67, won 67 games. The Clippers were the number one team. They were seven points. You you can't find this. You can't find a team nine points. So you're going to get better offensively? Like, arguably... This is as through 20 whatever games, not having played all the best offensive teams yet. I got it. I got it. I got it. This is the best offensive team the league's ever seen. Dallas's Nash team, Phoenix's Nash team, right up there. He was a revolutionary player that won MVPs offensively. And you're telling me that we're going to get, we're going to, we should, these other guys are better. Because they'd make us better why and how. Now, some of this is a credit to Quinn Snyder. That Quinn Snyder has built an entire team and system based on Rudy Gobert. And is maximizing all of his value on both ends of the floor. And Rudy's good enough to be maximized on all ends. So we have figured out an offense and then the front office Justin Zanuck, Dennis Lindsay deserve credit because they've actually put players around Rudy. You know, we used to have great defensive players around Rudy, and we suddenly realized, like, well, what happens if we put actually shooters around Rudy instead of Jay Crowder and Ricky Rubio and guys who don't shoot, who are great defensive players and have Rudy rolling to the rim and everything open up and like, oh, my gosh, we're unstoppable. So it's an interesting discussion to me. Like, Like, is this just a case that Quinn... And his coaching staff, along with the front office, has put together a team that perfectly matches Rudy's skill set. And that the Jazz have found a way to play in a manner that exploits other teams and maximizes Rudy. Because, by the way, points gained offensively, let's not forget that Rudy's the fourth best in the NBA at 3.8. So. You know, my metrics have Rudy as plus four defensively and plus 3.8 offensively. He's the best player in the NBA. Like, that seems, like, really unconventional and not acceptable and can't possibly be true. All right, so how about my numbers will tell you he's the single most impactful player in a positive way than any other player in the NBA. Now are we? Are we there? Is that possible? It's an interesting, like, why are we so good? It doesn't really add up, honestly. Like, I love Don, but he, according to my, is it, right? And he's terrific. This this garbage that he's, like, not clutch stuff that we had yesterday was just a joke. Like, go watch that game. My goodness gracious, did he make plays. He's terrific. Without him. We all need pieces. We're all it's perfectly put together. But like Don's not Stafford Durant. Right? He he's not Stafford Durant. He's just not yet. Those guys are on he's on a different level. And yet we're gonna win at the same rate that those teams do. Well, the easy answer is that Rudy's Stefan Durant defensively, and then we complement it offensively and we put together an offense that maximizes Rudy's value. The other one I would tell you there is a Tremendous decrease in the league in two things going on right now. One is free throw shooting, and the other is shots at the rim. And 
the two things Rudy does is go to the free throw line a lot, and even though he only shoots 70%, that's 1.4 points per possession, and he gets shots at the rim at a very high rate. Just some thoughts. I mean, we've got three days off in the middle. It's two degrees outside. It's snowing. I've revealed my inner soul to you. I'm just sharing thoughts. What is this show like for a listener today? Sis, I'm out of it. I need to, like, I, I, I'm like, this could be the end. No, I'm not. I'm fine, guys. I'm totally kidding. But, like, I just feel like, woo, a little trippy show. All right, it is Locked on Jazz. You guys are like, oh, my gosh, this was the day that he came undone. The absolute day that he came completely undone. Ah. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by Theragun. I need one so badly on my back. I've been lifting really hard, trying to get stronger, trying to do all sorts of stuff. Um, See, revealing my inner soul again. Uh, I was totally 100% yoga, and then I've actually gone to lifting over at Athletic Republic with my friends over there. And um, I, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, So don't let stress of the daily life weigh on your body. Here's the truth. Theragun is a handheld progressive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tensions using scientifically calibrated combo of depth, power. And you've seen on this, like you've seen these types of guns on the on the sides of uh, sports things. Gen the Gen Four doesn't just feel good; it takes the source of pain and relieves tension using Theragun's signature percussive device, which goes sixty percent deeper than vibration alone. And whether you want to treat your muscle tensions from working out or injury or just stress of everyday life, there's no substitute. The Theragun Four. The OLD screen, OLED screen uh, looks pretty darn good and makes it look like it's time for the future, whether you're Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Shapova, or David Locke. Doesn't say that. I just put that in there. Uh, try 30, Theragun 30 days starting at $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now to get your Theragun for today. There's a therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. It's actually a really good Christmas gift. I might get one for my son so he can have one at college. Um, but, yeah, I would use one right now. There's absolutely no question um, that if I could, I would certainly use one right now because I have been lifting hard, trying to get stronger, getting old, and I'm having age issues. So I'm trying to get strong and be able to handle it again. Uh, you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch so you can get the latest episodes all on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. It's Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or on all phones or networks. See Boost Mobile for detail. More power to save. It's Boost Mobile. Switch to Boost Mobile. Find out and get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. Um, Andrew Livingston says, take your creatine. I thought about it. What do we think of that? Group? Discussion? 51? Creatine? Studied enough? Looked at enough? Is it worth it? I know a lot of our medical guys believe it. Um, so, we'll see. Uh, Derek says, I'm totally loving the show. I appreciate it. Um, I got asked the 10-0 run problem. I haven't done it. Jeremy Hurt says, don't do it. Um... Follow my heart. 
My heart says, I would seriously, here's what my heart says at 51 years old. My heart says that if you gave me anything that's anti-aging, I would take it. Absolutely. Um, 100%. Like, you tell me that there's, like, the Kobe knee stuff, in. You tell me that there's, like, growth hormones, in. 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 I can see the finish line. I don't like it. I'm in. Like, 100%. Uh, so I'm totally 100 percent in. All right, I wanted to look at what uh, we usually do trends Mondays. That's not seeming to play out, so we're gonna do trends Tuesdays, and then we'll look at uh, power rankings on Wednesdays, even though it's a day late. All right, the hottest team in the NBA. Oh, I gotta share this with you. Speaking of hottest teams in the NBA, wow, this is just a S show today. Um, I have to share this with you. This is the most exciting thing. I've seen in a long time. This, These are the things that fire me up. I'm going to even share my screen for my YouTube listeners uh, because this is so exciting to me. Um, so, and I never share screens correctly. I get excited and do this, and then it never actually works. So let's see if I can actually do this right. Um, the reason is because Restream takes you to the screen and then never tells you to turn it on. I think you should have cleaning the glass on your screen right now. So this is Cleaning the Glass website, which I strongly suggest subscribing to if you're an NBA fan. I think you might have remembered a few years ago, we tried to put together what the optimum shot chart is for an NBA team. The Houston Rockets are doing it. The optimum shot chart for an NBA team was to take 40% of your shots at the rim. 40% of your shots is threes. And 20% of your shots as mid-range. Um, and the it's actually doing it. Um, the Houston Rockets have taken 41% of your shots at the rim. 40.3% of their shots is threes. And only 18% of their shots as mid-range shots. And if you look over on the left-hand side, it says location EFG, LOC EFG. They are the number one location field goal percentage team, effective field goal percentage team in the league. By 2.3 points a night, this is actually what we've been talking about with the Jazz defensively. The Rockets are doing it offensively. And how this undermanned Rockets team that's not very good has suddenly won five, six straight. This is how. They're actually doing exactly what I believe is the optimum offensive shot distribution in the league. And it's working. And they're not good. And they're winning. Like, they lost 15 straight with a team that's not supposed to win, and now they've won six straight. Pretty interesting. That, to me, the, these are the things that excite me in life. All right, by the way, our scientific study continues with Greg Beckwith saying, don't do it. We'll make you gain weight if you don't lift enough. I don't care if I gain weight. Will it make me not as sore and allow me to get stronger and allow me to perform, ski three days in a row without feeling like the world? I got run over by a Mack truck? Um, John uh, Bearhart says, totally agree as a 46-year-old cryo. I am was totally 100% in at cryo. I was going to restore down by um, 
the Whole Foods down there, right below, before you get into Sugar House, uh, across from Sugar House Park down below. Um, super people over there. And then COVID hit, and I, that seemed like something I didn't want to do during COVID. Um, I probably should go back to that. COVID's still hitting, though. Uh, oh, linked to liver and kidney damage. Really? Uh-oh, that would be bad. So we're not, Jeremy Hunt says that. This is our scientific study. Um, Andrew Livingston says best studied supplement around. All right. You know what I'm doing? I'm doing my own research. And you know what I think of people right now walk around talking about, I did my own research instead of the doctors. I think they're freaking idiots. So I am being a freaking idiot right now. If I hear another common citizen inform me that they did their own research on something that actually takes like an advanced degree, which I'm doing right now, I'm going to lose it. Because these people are idiots. Idiots, I say. I don't know. Am I allowed to use that word? Um, <laughs> if I were locked, I'd ask the jazz medical guys and not a YouTube comment section. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, this has been fun today. All right, who are the hottest teams in the league? Let's wrap this baby up. Oh, my goodness gracious. Kind of nip. I don't know where this came from today. It's just a funky day, stuck in a hotel, three degrees, snowing outside, realizing you're not going anywhere. All right, here's the hottest teams in the league. The Milwaukee Bucks are a plus 14 differential over the last two weeks, according to Clean the Glass. Utah is second. Golden State is third. Memphis is fourth. Memphis can't lose right now, and they're not only winning, they're winning by a lot. They played Miami shorthanded, but they're doing it without John Morant which is crazy. Taylor Jenkins is really one of the great coaches in this league. Uh, Atlanta has turned it back on. They are now plus nine in the last five, and Cleveland as well, Chicago is seventh. The teams that are the worst in the NBA recently, Detroit, Oklahoma City, Orlando, Portland, Washington, who we will play later this week, is falling apart. They are minus seven, eight in the last eight games. Miami with their injuries and Denver with their injuries. The top offense in the league the last two weeks is the Utah Jazz with a 122.6 offensive rating. That's not normal. Um, Charlotte is a 122.1. That's not normal either. Houston, the shot distribution team of all time, is the third best offense in the NBA. Atlanta is fourth. Milwaukee is fifth. And Chicago is sixth. Best offense in the league recently. The teams that can't score are Detroit, Orlando, Oklahoma City, Philadelphia. Interesting. Minnesota, who we will play coming up here, is 26 in the last two weeks offensively. Miami and then the Clippers. Miami's really been injured. But it is worth keeping on. Best defenses in the league. Golden State, Memphis. John Morant's not very good defensively, so he's not playing, and suddenly they are very good defensively. Cleveland, Milwaukee, San Antonio and Philadelphia are the best defensive teams in the league. We're in the middle of the pack. The worst defenses are Charlotte, Denver, Portland, Washington. Interesting. Washington was a top 10 defense earlier this year, has stopped defending. New York, Oklahoma City, and Indiana. Uh, Quick run through of the last 10 games, since we're now long enough into the season for that, um, and to see whether or not there's any difference here We on our trends. The hottest team in the league is Golden State. Number two is Utah. Number three is Milwaukee. Number four is Atlanta. Number five is Phoenix. And number six is Minnesota. The offensive best teams are one Utah, 121 over the last 10 games. 
Just incredible. Charlotte, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Memphis, and Golden State. The best defensive teams are Golden State, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Minnesota. So that's in fourth best defensive team. They force a ton of turnovers. Uh, Cleveland and San Antonio is the fourth best defense. Teams that are not defending are Denver, Charlotte, Portland, Washington again. Sacramento and Orlando and teams that can't score are Orlando, Detroit, Oklahoma City, the Clippers, the 76ers, the Kings, and the Spurs. All right, I always like that little run through. It gives me a good idea. Uh... We want to follow up on my research on the next Lockdown Jazz. <laughs> yeah. Um, and somebody else said, I want Joe Ingles to stop aging. I want him to play forever. I agree. Let's figure out what I need and what Joe Ingles needs um, so that we can handle this. Um, all right. Thank you very much. We'll continue with our YouTube research. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for the live audience with us. And I hope everyone's laughing, chuckling, and enjoyed their first listen of the day. Now go make, you know what? Go make Locked On Now. It's on YouTube at Locked On NBA, and it's on podcast on Locked On Now. And it's this new NBA show we've done. And I think it's super cool. And I'd really like it if you'd listen to it because it's really my brain trust, and I need people to listen to it so I don't look like an idiot. How's that? Just revealing it all. See you guys. (laughs) 